um did did Aaron Loop just save the Halo season? Like are we are we in the multiverse? What timeline is this? We're gonna clear everything up for you right now. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app right now. Use our promo code. Locked on, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Thank you for being here for this episode of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, Lockdown Everydayers, join us every day this week. We're recapping each game of this Tiger series, including yesterday's. We'll get to that. Don't you worry. Uh, on today's show, we're talking about what's the deal What's the deal with Hunter Renfro? What is the deal with Hunter Renfro, Mike? <laughs> I put because that in the notes purposely. Just we, had, <laughs> we had some expectations for him, and yeah. uh, it's kind of been disappointing so we'll get into that and then of course there's so much otani trade talk which i understand there being otani trade talk but it's how people are talking about it some of it's dumb (laughs) that's really getting my goat right so uh we'll we'll get into that today as well but mike we have to talk about yesterday's game against the tigers i was all ready to hit send on my final score tweet and then the ninth inning happened uh but the angels did come away with the win seven to six they're 52 and 49 on the season let's get into it now you know i'm not like superstitious at all but i have begun a habit since we took over locked on angels last year that i don't actually write down the winning score until the winning score is actually (laughs) official i just i feel like i'm gonna jinx it or something like that and this game was an example of that it was under control gonna be an easy win ninth inning angels had some add-on runs they're up six to two carlos estevez comes in okay up by four not a big deal sometimes closers struggle in those situations not a save opportunity he gets into some trouble but it was not because he did it it was actually because there was a throwing error by renjifo and then he gave up a hit and it just looked like it was going to be one of those games where he would give up a couple of runs but still close it out and you got the cushion you have the ability to be aggressive like exactly yes and it was going to be one of those games where he gave up a couple of hits and a couple of runs but he was going to be able to close it out there was a fly ball center field by spencer torkelson and moniac just got confused he i don't know if he crossed up his feet he just run around he he lost his space right he lost his spot out there ball bounces in front of him bounces over the wall that actually saved our butts by the way yeah because it was only a ground row double it did actually tie the game then estevez gets out of the inning with a strikeout in the ninth but the game was tied at six good news is that his save streak is yes. still intact because it wasn't a save opportunity so that's good for him then top of the 10th they have the manfred runner at second base and what I loved about Mickey Moniak in this inning is that you could tell he really wanted to come up big, and he did. He hits an yeah. RBI double down the line. Hustle Super, double. super excited, super pumped up. Then he moves to third base when the throw, uh, the, the pitch gets away from the catcher. And then it happens again, Yeah, and he's about halfway down, and then he goes, goes back to third, and he gets picked off. Johnny, I'm going to argue 
that I think Moniac was pretty upset with Bill Hasselman there. I think so. I, I think, was just going to say. I think Hasselman told him told him to go. And Moniac, Moniac, when he came back, it looked like he said, wow, why? Like, <laughs> it looked like he was frustrated with him. Yeah, Do you agree? Yeah. There's got to be something there, Mike. I mean, he was just so far off the bag and the ball did get away from the catcher, but how often do you see the guys break for home on a, on a play like that? The ball wasn't nearly that far away. So right. I, I just, I wonder if there's an issue there with Hasselman. If, if I'm going to pick sides here, I'm going to pick gonna Mickey Moniak's side. Yes. Let's blame Bill Hasselman. <laughs> Listen, I know that that play and Phil Nevin said this after the game, that play is probably going to be replayed as, you know, not top 10, those types of things, but good on Moniak coming back yeah. and good on Moniak getting a hit. He's been our best guy with runners in scoring position. And so high five to him. I'm a, I'm a fan. It was just one of those, one of those things where you're like, no, <laughs> the game's over. If he makes the catch, yeah. right. Cause that yeah. stayed in, in the air. And if he makes the catch, the game's over. It's six to four. It's not. It's not an issue. We're not talking about it. Right. And to to be honest, I know that the TV side was out of it for a while, but there was picture from the third inning on. He was making some great plays out there. He made two really great one. plays. And out so there. I just yeah. I'm like, come on. Like I, I'm not gonna pile on. No. He's the le- on this Angels team. Mickey Moniak is the last guy I'm going to pile on for a mistake out. Exactly. There. <laughs> the way he's hitting, the way he hustles, his his attitude, I love it. So, bottom 10, Here we Aaron go. Loop comes in and everybody gets the jitters because it's Aaron Loop. He gets a ground out, Velasquez makes a really great play at short. He strikes out the next batter and then he strikes out the final batter <laughs> and he gets the save here, Johnny, and he becomes Halo Nation's hero after this game. Johnny, is this a uh, is this a save the season save in your opinion? Oh my gosh, yeah. Can you imagine if they had lost this game? It, we would we would have been depressed and angry and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I'm gonna say it, Mike. And so take. I was gonna say, take your drink and ready. and do your thing, Michael. Say nice things about Aaron Loop. Aaron Loop, you. And your veteran experience in the bottom of the 10th inning, it was shining through because he didn't look nervous, scared. He got up to 94 on his sinker. He didn't look like he was even in a situation. He looked like he was out there on a softball field and he's a, he's a player that knows that can dominate. So congratulations, Aaron loop. This is the guy that we have been waiting for, for what? Two and a half years. A a year and a half. Yeah. Since he signed. Uh, That was a lot better by the way, than Aaron. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> like, like last time. My, yeah, yeah. Our good friend, Scott Franklin, and I brought this up before, but May 30th is when he sent us both an Aaron Loop baseball card. If you're yep. on the YouTube side, you can see it there. A Blue Jays. May 30th is when Scotty sent us those baseball cards just yep. to get our goat. And you know what What Loop has done since then? He's 1-0. Uh, I've, I've got a little mishmash of last night and, and his stats since May 30th. Uh, 17 and a third innings pitched. He's got a save as of last night, two holds, a 331 ERA, 19 Ks, five walks, and a 226 average against. Now, I, wow. I believe that average will go down after yeah. last night's game. Yeah. So, uh, Scotty, you turned Aaron Loop's season around, my His friend. Way to around. go, Scott Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Pitching was good in this game, Johnny, up until yeah. that ninth inning. I mean, Griffin Canning had 8Ks. He has 20Ks over the last 10 innings. He didn't walk anybody. Soriano had... 3Ks, Matt Moore had 2Ks. Uh, I love this stat on the TV side that they shared. Tigers are hitting a major league low 235 against the fastball, and the Angels took advantage of that. They had 18 strikeouts 
in this game. Two of them came from Aaron Loop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before the game started, Aaron Loop, uh, not Aaron Loop. I can't stop talking about Loop. He's our hero. Zach, you can Zach talk all Neto you want. <laughs> was in the uh, the lineup and he was leading off, but he did get pulled after Nevin watched him, you know, do his exercises and take some grounders out there. He thought, uh, I don't know. I feel like Neto needs one more day. Yeah. Normally I'd be upset, but I feel like you want, you want him rested for at least the Toronto series. So hopefully he's back in there today without any issue. But at the very least, I mean, they held off on using him in last night's game just to make sure that he was totally healthy because Nevin did say he looked a little tentative out there with the lower back stuff. Um, so Mike, is today the day? Is Neto back in the lineup today? I hope so, man. I know Velasquez has really uh, filled in for him pr- in pretty well the last Did he go three games. for four yesterday? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the guy's filled in. I loved his bunt single, by the way. That's, yeah. I got to see more of that because I think that that's going to keep the defense moving. And if you get them moving and try to get them to throw you out and you're fast, you can cause an air, you and can not an extra base. swing away at everything. Exactly. Like you're not a home run be. hitter. So I yeah. love that. So hopefully Neto's in because Neto really is a spark plug to this team and him at the top of the lineup is fantastic. Although high five to Grant Hifo, really holding down the top of the lineup in the last few games. Yeah, except for the air in the ninth inning, but we know. What uh, we're like talking offensive. offensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, the Angels are back at it today, 3.40 Pacific time. It's Patrick Sandoval against his former teammate, Michael Lorenzen. So this one should be an interesting one. Uh, you can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. Just search Angels. Coming up on Locked on Angels, we share our thoughts on all of the Otani trade talk and why it's dumb. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you by Sleeper. You can win 100 times your money on daily fantasy baseball on the Sleeper app. It's offering up to 100 times payout in their eight pick contest. You can choose as many as eight players that you love, that you like, that you're rooting for and decide if they will underperform or outperform the predicted stats. So Johnny, are you taking a Otani home run or a Sandy eight strikeout performance in today's game? Oh, Otani's definitely hitting a home run before Sandoval has eight strikeouts. Uh, Maybe last year, but not this year, not with Sandy. How about a uh, Moose two RBI game or an Estevez three strikeout inning? Ooh, I got to go Moose. Two RBIs, baby. He's He's got it swinging a good bat right now. He's looking really good. And the Sleeper app is really good for you, and it works quickly, too. You can make an entry in 30 seconds or less, and there's sa- uh, safe and fast withdrawals on all payouts. And you can download the Sleeper app today and use our promo code Locked On when you sign up. You'll get an instant deposit match of up to $100. So check out the Sleeper app today. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Locked On Everydayers, join us tomorrow about a conversation regarding which pieces the Angels actually could trade away if they decide to be buyers at the trade deadline. Don't forget that Fan Mail Friday is coming up as well, so get your questions in. The Angels are back at it today, 3.40 Pacific time against the Tigers. Catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search 
Angels. Johnny, let's talk about Hunter Renfro for just a moment. He has had what I would consider a disappointing season so far. Uh, I know he started off really hot. In fact, he had more home runs than Shohei and Trout combined at one point. I think mm. he was the first to 10 home runs, but lately has really fallen off. Here's his production, 242, 15 home runs, 42 RBIs. OPS isn't bad, 737, and this was before last night's game. But there's always the question of, why was this guy on five teams in five years? Mm. And, and and why has he moved around a lot? And there's something in his stats that you and I missed. So I want to share some career stats, yeah. and then I want you to share this season stats. So okay. if, you, if you do a deeper dive on Hunter Renfro's career stats, here's what you'll find. In low leverage, medium leverage, and high leverage situations – it really varies for him. So let me give you a low leverage situation in his career. He has an 8.1 walk percentage, a 25.4 K percentage, and he has a 242 average, a 308 on base percentage, a 792 OPS. Uh, his BABIP is 272. So these are bad numbers, mm -hmm. but when you actually make it more difficult or the, the situation gets a bit more heavy and, and it's a high leverage situation, Renfro actually really, really struggles. Listen mm -hmm. to this. In a high leverage, in his career, high leverage situations, his walk percentage almost drops 2%. His K percentage rises 3%. His average drops four, uh, 40 points, Johnny. His mm -hmm. on-base percentage drops to 261 from 308. His slugging goes down 40 points, and his OPS drops almost 90 points and his BABIP drops to 220. So when it's easy and you're just kind of up maybe to start the inning, Hunter Renfro has been pretty good. But when it's actually difficult, Hunter Renfro in his career has yeah. really, really struggled. You could see that plainly with the weighted runs created plus that you have on the yep. on the stat line there. Yep. Uh, that, of course, is kind of similar to OPS plus in that 100 is league average. So in low leverage situation situations, Renfro's WRC plus is 111, medium leverage 111, 81 in high leverage. He's 19% yeah. worse than league average. Yeah, and so continuing with that thought, in situational moments with the bases empty, his weighted runs created plus is 108, with men on base 109, but with men in scoring position, and all Angel fans have felt this this year. Yeah. 78 weighted runs created plus. So that's right. his career, Johnny. Now, talk about this season, 2023. Yeah, it's interesting because there, there, there's a wide range happening here, Mike. Uh, so far this season in low leverage situations, he's walking 11% of the time, striking out 21.5% of the time. He's got a 220 average in low leverage and a 103 weighted runs created plus. So he has got some positive numbers there. Now listen to this, medium leverage. And, and I think that a lot of this has to do with how he performed in the beginning of the season versus yes. this part of the season. Yes. Uh, his walk rate is way down in medium leverage situations, but the K rate also comes down. He's batting 313 on base, 353. He's slugging 537 and has an OPS of 890. That's good for a 143 WRC+. Plus. It's really good. Here's the kicker. High leverage situations. 31.1% strikeout rate, a 116 batting average, 111 on base percentage. Mike, you know in high leverage situations, you want to see Hunter Renfro hit a home run. Well, yeah. unfortunately, 
He's only hitting 163 slugging in high leverage situations. Wow. Get this, negative 41. So that's not even <laughs> that's not even zero, Mike. Yeah. That's that's beyond yeah bad. That's and 100 is league average. Zero is nothing like a replacement <laughs> player. Yeah, Hunter Renfro is playing negative 41, which is under replacement level in high leverage situations. And you can see it when he's up against pitchers in moments like that, where he's just, he's flailing, he's swinging at everything, nothing understand. in the strike zone, right? Yeah. So talk about situational, like with men on base versus when the bases are empty and with men in scoring position. Yeah, base is empty. He's got a 102 WRC plus. Men on base, of course, that can mean, you know, one base, two bags, base yeah. loaded, sort of stuff like that. 103 weighted runs created plus uh, a 259 average in that situation. But men in scoring position, this is the one that we're all watching. His highest strikeout rate of all of those opportunities at 28.7K percentage, a 163 average, and just a measly 30 weighted runs created plus 70% worse than league average. Now, this makes sense, doesn't it? Like, this is what he's doing this year, but this is what he's been doing throughout his entire career. So it makes sense why he has these great numbers, quote unquote, at the end of the year, 25 plus home runs. And mm -hmm. looks like a guy that really could fill a, a, a gap in your lineup. But ultimately, like he hasn't been clutch. He hasn't been a guy that has gotten those hits, those home runs, those RBIs in situations that would really benefit the team. You and I've joked often, and I, and I love Howie Kendrick, but, but as Angel fans for a long time, this this feels kind of like Howie Kendrick when he was on the Angels, where yeah. he would not come through in moments where we needed him to come through, but he would always like have two or three home runs when they were up by 10 or down by 10. And at the end of the year, he's batting 290, 20 home runs, 100 <laughs> RBIs, and you're like, oh yeah, pretty good year, right? And I think Hunter Renfro falls into that category. So Johnny, what do you do with him? Do you just continue to roll him out there because there really isn't a replacement for him? Or is it time maybe to figure something else out? Well, you think about you've, you've got Trey Cabbage. You've got Joe Adele coming back from the IL. Um, you could you could run out somebody from the minor leagues like, like a Jordan Adams or something. Like really, you have a lot of options to put in the outfield. So if, if things just can't turn around from him, for him, I think you have the opportunity to move on from him or even move him at the deadline to a team that might want his bat in their lineup. And here's the thing. I understand the clutch factor isn't there. There are certainly moments, I'm sure, where he's the guy getting you, you know, the two-run home run to start the game, and it's yeah. 2 nothing, right? Yeah. So I understand that he's still productive, but just in those big moments, he has not come through at all. And honestly, Mike, he out of everybody on this team, I feel like he's chasing the worst out of everybody, and it's just... Sad to watch him up there, especially in those clutch moments. He had the bases loaded um, after the, uh, the the Mickey Moniak hit, and and new pitcher comes in, and Hunter Renfro grounds out, right? And so it's just like par for the course with him. Not the kind of stuff you want to see in big moments like that.
All right, so Johnny, you and I are going to talk about Otani and the Otani trade talk. So I'm going to mm-hmm. take the first part of the segment, and then you can take the second part because I just got to get something off of my chest. Are okay, you ready for this. This week we saw a tweet from Chris Myers. Chris Myers from Fox. He actually said that the Angels need to trade Otani, and then somebody responded and said, "You know what they should do? They should trade him, and then they should re-sign him after the season." And Myers responded with, "Otani returning seems to be in doubt." So then. Our hero, Locked On Angels listener and viewer Lisa Turk, responded and said, yes. in doubt to whom? Because Otani <laughs> hasn't said that he's not re-signing with the Angels. He said multiple times he likes the Angels. He just hasn't had discussions with the Angels yet, and it means that his agent haven't had discussions there. And Myers responded with, if he had already, he would have already re-signed with the Angels if he was happy and he thought that they were World Series contenders. So I need to respond to that because when I read that, I was like, good freaking grief. Here's a couple thoughts. First thought, if we're going to use that logic, that means that Aaron Judge must not have thought that the Yankees were a good place to be and we're going to win the World Series because he tested free agency. But Mike, he he wanted to work out a deal before the season and the Yankees shortchanged him that's what chris meyer said in response to that sure <laughs> and and so i i like uh, that's just the most ridiculous thing i think is when you actually th- use that logic because if somebody wants to test free agency like it's not a bad thing and i'll explain that in a minute second thought is hey thanks for sharing your thoughts but that's exactly what they are their thoughts it's your <laughs> personal opinion it's not what's real and what's happening with angel fans and with otani fans is that they're basing their thoughts on what they would do and assuming that that shohei otani feels the same way and that's not actually what's happening what otani has said is that he wants to win here he wants to be here and mm-hmm. that he's going to consider what his options are after he hits free agency, but he isn't even thinking about the trade. He's not thinking about leaving this team. And so this is why Angel fans, this is why Otani fans, we have to keep this as a problem to be solved, not an emotion to be uh, to be managed because mm. we often will throw our emotions into it. Otani's gone because they almost lost to the Tigers or this is <laughs> happening or that is happening. The reality is this. Otani at the end of the year is going to take full advantage of the free agent opportunity that's in front of him and is going to be in front of every single player. And it's an opportunity that all of us, you watching, you listening, Otani fans, Angel fans, all of us would take advantage of this. Wouldn't you want that in your job? Right. Wouldn't you want that? Listen, a few years ago, I got a really great, awesome job opportunity to be a teaching pastor at a, at a pretty large church, larger than the church that I actually lead. And, and they're doing really, really well. Got a great opportunity to do that. I considered it, not because I don't like what I do right now, not because I don't like the people and not because I don't like the church that I'm a part of. Yeah. I considered it because it was a cool opportunity. Right. I, I said no to it because I didn't feel like my season and my time was done at the church that I'm at right now. We all want to be presented with opportunity. Johnny, if ESPN and Fox Sports and other networks came to us after our contract with Locked On was over, we would consider their their <laughs> their opportunity, right? We wouldn't say, no, no, no. We really enjoy working here. We would consider that and perhaps come back. But that's the thing that I don't find as, as just reasonable thought from fans right. is Otani is, is taking advantage of this as everybody would take advantage of this. Right. Listen to the offers. Listen to the opportunity. And taking advantage of this doesn't mean that he doesn't want to stay. Taking advantage of this doesn't mean that he doesn't care about being here. He wants to see what's out there, and he wants to listen to it. And you would, too. So get your emotions out of it. 
And let's keep this as a problem to be solved. And the problem that needs to be solved is the angels need to win. And that'll be a great opportunity for them to say, hey, Shohei, come back and let's run it back again. Yeah, Chris Myers, take that. (laughs) Hey, listen, I have... uh... I'm going to take my turn here because there's something that's driving me crazy. Go for uh, it. The narrative that the Angels should trade Otani because the next month's schedule is brutal. <laughs> okay, so let, let's just set the stage here. The next 10 opponents, in order, somebody tweeted this at me as if I didn't already know. <laughs> uh, Toronto, mm-hmm. Atlanta, Seattle, the Giants, Houston, Rangers, Tampa Bay Rays, Reds, Mets, Phillies, right? So out of that, you've got a tough team in Toronto, the Braves, the Giants are doing pretty well. We got to face the Astros and the Rangers again. The Rays is going to be a tough series. Cincinnati, they've cooled off a bit, but still tough series ahead, Mike. Right. But the people who want to throw in the towel and say, well, you got to sell and you got to trade Otani because look how tough the August schedule is, is hilarious to me. Like, Oh gosh, you know what? They're, the Angels got to play a lot of hard teams over 162 games this season. Maybe we just don't play those games. Let's not <laughs> let's not actually show up. Let's let's just stay home and not play those games. Just because the schedule is brutal doesn't mean that you wave the white flag. In fact, that incentivizes you right. to add before the trade deadline so that when you go in to face those teams, you're ready and you have a bullpen that's capable and you have starting pitching that you can trust and you have some productive hitters that you can add to your lineup. But also, why is it just the Angels schedule that's the most difficult and, right. oh, they got to sell, they're not going to get through it? Like, how come there aren't more teams out there being talked about as sellers and they're being talked about as buyers and here are the halos oh they gotta sell look how rough that schedule is so right it cracks me up because they're not talking about that with the padres the padres still think that they're in it even though they have a worse record than we do i think the mets don't know what they're doing so there's conversation about how they can fix their mess but it's so funny to me that just because the angels have otani everybody's trying to find every excuse in the book for them to trade them. So it's a bunch of people who aren't angel fans trying to get him off the team by saying, well, they don't stand a chance in right. August. And then it is some angel fans who think that they need to sell because they don't stand a chance. Somebody said, you watch that game on Tuesday where they blew the lead and think that they're going to compete against tough teams. Not if they play like that, but the fact is they were out of the game. If Mickey Moniak makes a catch and right. I'm going to trust Mickey Moniak 99.9% of the time to make that catch and and trust that he's going to do well in center field. Uh, so again, I, I look at the pieces that we're missing right now, the potential pieces they could add through a trade. So you're thinking about bullpen, you're thinking about starters, you're thinking you're getting Mike Trout and Brandon Drury back at some point. Perhaps you get Ben Joyce back at some point. Either way, Mike, <laughs> even if they completely crap the bed, like – you don't sh- not show up to the games right. like you play right. the games and you get through the season. Right. So it's hilarious to me that like we're throwing in the white flag and throwing in the towel. I'm not Phil Nevin. I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm chasing wins, baby. Right. And so right. I'm 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 going to watch my team take on some tough teams because at the end of the day, they're in control of their own destiny when they're playing Toronto and Seattle and Houston and Texas 
and the Rays. They're in control of their own destiny, and they're the ones who have to win those games in order to get somewhere this season. And I certainly trust this 2023 team more than I have the last six years worth of Angels teams to actually do something to get somewhere this season. Right. So I'm going to enjoy the ride. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to see if they show up and do what they did to the Rangers uh, a few weeks ago when they took three out of four. I'm going to watch that. Houston series, that could have gone either way. They they blew the late inning game because Phil Nevin's bullpen decision, but they they had that one in the bag too. So it could have been easily uh, two out of three against the Astros. So all of that to say, I'm not throwing in the towel. Neither should you. I don't care how hard the schedule is next month. If they're going to do anything, they can add to their roster to make it better so that they're more equipped for August. And that's not just positive talk. That's reality friends that's why you're here at locked on angels thanks for making locked on angels your first listen of the day angels play the second game against the tigers at 3:40 today and you can catch every pitch of the angels hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app just search angels hey give us a follow on twitter at locked on angels and at super halo bros on twitter and instagram and catch up with all of the latest and greatest there. If you're on YouTube, comment below the video. Let us know you're here. Let us know what you think. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? We're going to give some names of some players that the Angels could possibly trade away so that they can get a bullpen arm or maybe two bullpen arms and maybe even a starter. So we're going to throw some names out there and talk about the ones that are staying and the ones that are potentially going. That's tomorrow on Locked on Angels. All right, going to be a good conversation. We hope you come back and join us. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.